These are dangerous times. Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people and we don't know why. There's something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. The myths are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a war. And they're the last ones standing. I keep reaching for greatness because I'm here. Garbage in, garbage out. Hey everyone, welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm Kelton, one of your co-hosts, and joining me as always today is my uh, co-host. Yeah, it's Grift. How's it going, buddy? It's good. What's up? Uh, not not a whole lot, you know. Uh, surprisingly, uh, as a matter of fact, we actually have a guest this week, someone we've managed to uh, con onto our little project here. It's Cole. That's right. Hi. I'm good. How are how you guys been? Uh, I'm, I'm still just riding the wave of this movie. I uh, recently rewatched yeah. it earlier today in, in anticipation. I, I saw it for the first time last night, and I think that watching it at 3 a.m. was about the perfect time to watch it i think that's what adam wingard had in mind when he was making this (laughs) film someday someone is going to be watching this movie at 3 a.m and fully appreciate all the tangents that he throws in there all the little easter eggs yeah this this movie really came out at like just the perfect time because it's the quintessential summer blockbuster we got uh white boy summer coming in hot recently um and r.i.p to white boy summer by the way oh yeah <laughs> i mean r.i.p to, to chet hanks but white, white yeah, boy, yeah, I, white I boy summer white boy summer is still going yeah, yeah. It's, it's bigger it's bigger than chet yeah. now. It, it, it was always bigger than one man i, I get it or one boy it. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i mean this movie really did seem to kind of come at this bizarre watershed moment where uh, we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about outside of this movie for about five days online. Absolutely. This movie did what the Snyder Cut should have done and come out like right when we were finally getting people all vaxxed up and shit and <laughs> people are ready to go back to the theaters. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong is the real white hat. There, there was that, that was the plan all along. <laughs> You know Snyder is fuming right now, just thinking about how he, he's a little, a little mad. <laughs> yeah, this thing literally uh, just reignited uh, the entire domestic box office. Um, I'm looking at some numbers here. It made 48.5 million over five days, which is like by far the biggest opening um, post pandemic. That's fucking um, right. And it's like, you know, my AMC stock is up. Movies are back. <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's up like 13% today. It, it, has, it has to be because of the success of this movie. I'm trusting the plan. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely think uh, golden hands with AMC. No, yeah, I, I also just made like 10%. I'm, I'm close. I'm, I'm only 20 bucks down from when I first invested. <laughs> all right, come on, James Gunn Suicide Squad. Let's bring it home. Let's bring ourselves some yeah, profit AM- here. AMC was always a long-term play. <laughs> exactly. This is like the fourth movie uh, that has like tried to bring back cinema, and it's probably gotten it's done the best. Like there was the Snyder not, cut, not even fucking Chris Nolan like, could bring back movies. It, like, <laughs> yeah, Tenet was the first one. He was like, "You're all gonna die." <laughs> yeah. and see I my can't movie imagine theater. dying or catching uh, COVID because of Tenet. 
Like Tenet is the movie that like will give you tinnitus <laughs> if you didn't already have it because of COVID from that fucking thing. I also watched that movie at 3 a.m. Oh. And that's a movie you should not watch at 3 a.m. because it makes no uh, fucking sense. So would you recommend it at like 3 p.m.? Would that make it make more sense? Like you gotta you gotta watch that if if you have nothing else planned to think about that day. <laughs> Because you're going to need like a whiteboard and a chart to figure that shit out. No, it's okay. I have like some mediocre looking white guy who has a 20 minute YouTube video <laughs> saying Tenet explained in all caps. <laughs> yeah, here's so, what uh, you really missed watching Tenet. Yeah, so I, I guess you could say it's the uh, infinite jest of movies. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. God damn it. Griff finishes one book and all of a sudden that's a cultural yeah, reference. I, I, I finish one book. <laughs> I, my, uh, my girlfriend breaks up with me. You know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, all, Dude, I'm all on the toxic white boy tip right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are ready for white boy summer oh my god just yeah. fucking rare move over go. disc world it's disc golf world <laughs> there you go just <laughs> enjoy um yeah i, I mean I, it also seems like in general when uh godzilla versus kong came out there was this disparity initially that happened of where critics weren't really on board with it audiences were incredibly on board mm -hmm. with it and then critics kind of wisened up because I, I mean rightfully so everyone started lambasting them saying like we're not saying this is the greatest movie of all time we're saying that this is a great mm -hmm. theater movie and it's perfectly serviceable so shut the fuck up before we dox you and your family exactly I it's think the is least shit american movie to have godzilla in the title in probably world <laughs> history <laughs> and that's saying a lot it, it's a high bar to clear simply because of the amount of bodies that are stacked underneath exactly it. and probably like top three of any movie that has king kong in the title oh okay i mean yeah yeah i don't I, know like but we'll we'll dive into yeah. like our our general thoughts for it. But I mean, I really liked the the characterization of King Kong in this film, and I mean, it was nice to actually see them make like a legitimate protagonist mm -hmm. out of King Kong. Whereas in Skull Island, he seemed to kind of be this outside force for the most part. Yeah, uh, and they didn't seem to know what to do with him. So it it all finally came together, I guess. Um, but yeah, so audiences kind of gave this movie like a seven and a half. Critics gave this movie a six and a half. Uh, it's this obligatory point in time uh, as we are still trying to figure out the specifics of our rating system mm -hmm. uh, of where we have to rate a number of trash cans, right? One to four <laughs> trash cans. And then the more trash cans it has, the worse the movie is, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, okay, you're okay. throwing well, then, throwing more garbage out there. Um, if it's if it's yeah, yeah 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 the the uh, how much garbage is coming in? How much is going out? TM. All right, copyright that. Let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah, I, I would probably put this at like there's one uh, trash can full at least for Same. me. Yeah, maybe would, one and a half. Yeah, yeah I gave yeah. it I gave it three stars on Letterbox, so I would say that's like yeah one and a half trash cans. Well, fine. Thank you so much, by the way, Cole, for reverse engineering exactly <laughs> how our ratings are. Yeah, it's the inverse of a four star review. Ah oh, man, oh, now I feel like a fool, a damn fool. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean it. 
the my biggest issue with this movie, and it seems like the MonsterVerse as a whole, mm-hmm. has been the human characters. Absolutely. Like, I did not give a single fuck about this. The reason I rewatched this movie today when I did was to clock the amount of monster fighting that occurred. <laughs> if you had to guess the total number of minutes of monster fighting, not monster screen time, but monster fighting that occurred, what would y'all guess the over-under at? Uh, 30 minutes? Y- yeah, half I was thinking half an hour. That sounds about right. Probably yeah, still, 30 still minutes. too much. Like it's Yeah. Uh it's 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 a, no more than 20 minutes. Uh the initial clocking I had was at like 16 minutes and 38 seconds. So that is a uh not not too much actual brawling that's taking place between these behemoths. And in a two hour movie with Godzilla and Kong. I definitely want more goddamn Godzilla and more goddamn Kong. Yeah, there was yeah. there wasn't a lot of Godzilla in this movie, honestly. It was much more of a King Kong movie. I felt I felt somewhat betrayed. <laughs> Especially if he's getting first billing. Exactly. You know? it, yeah. It's uh that's, that's it's some deceptive marketing. Yeah, that's uh that's some uh, anti-Asian hate right there against Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and the most interesting character in the movie in my opinion was the Asian dude who i mean i'm not going to get into spoilers just yet but he's not he barely even gets any characterization in the movie yeah. and he's like a central plot point. I, I mean it is he got about as much screen time as like the the dad character yes. from um the previous movie and God, you know you know he, who didn't get any screen time that i'm very thankful for is bradley whitford oh my god oh, i am oh. so <laughs> glad that he is not in this movie <laughs> oh come on you don't enjoy his smarmy like winking at the camera dialogue every single line someone someone tweeted this at me but apparently he based his performance in king of the monsters off a rick and morty like he was like i watched rick and morty to get into the role of the guy from godzilla oh god that fucking makes sense i, I mean if nothing else, Bradley Whitford commits to the bit of the acting. Like he 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 doesn't understand exactly what he's acting in. Look at his role in Get Out and then his commentary on Parasite. <laughs> I would have voted for Obama but, a third time if I could. <laughs> yeah, I would have given Parasite another Oscar if I could. It yeah, rules. That, he's such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the the other factor with him especially is that. Um, it feels good now for me to say this because I feel like history has vindicated me. But he is the default guy you give all of the Joss Whedon rewrite lines to yes, in every movie. Absolutely. And and it, it certainly seemed like that. Uh in, in the other film of Godzilla King of the Monsters, it was Monsters are fighting quick. Let's do a cutaway. Let's see what Bradley Whitford has to say. Drop some line. Like, I'm glad he's on our side. Ha ha ha. Yeah, that'll make the dads go fucking ape shit in their yeah. cargo shorts. I, I just thought of the most cursed thing when you mentioned Bradley Whitford and Joss Whedon. Uh, Josh Whedon's uh, The West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Soy facing is the nuke China. Oh God. <laughs> we don't want to, but we have to liberate them. That That's the only way. <laughs> Some somehow the the female characters are written in an even more derogatory fashion than Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real bad when Sorkin has a more nuanced take on the female psyche than you they, do. <laughs> they have to like because you know the West Wing obviously steals cribs a lot from the headlines. So like they're like uh, you know we have to stop them before they figure out Epstein's connection to us through our Funko Pop <laughs> ring. <or something. laughs> 
Uh, that is something that we all need to be thankful for is that Funko Pops and West Wing did not have any overlap whatsoever. Cause yes, but I am kind of sad that Epstein and the West Wing never had a crossover. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, yeah, we have, we have to stop Gamergate before it gets the right wing populace elected. <laughs> We're sending out a kill squad <laughs> to go. <laughs> We're going to put a stop to Gamergate once and for all. Uh, The the only issue is that, like, in that world, Aaron Sorkin's bad guys would truly believe that the the crux of their conflict did, in fact, relate to ethics in gaming journalism. Like, that would be the thing that they actually care about. It's about the principle of it. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, I... So let's talk a little bit uh, about the background of uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Are y'all familiar with just the absolute fucked up mess that is the the rights to Godzilla at all? Yes. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Okay. I know that the so the the American rights are owned through contract by and it has to be renewed. Yes. Through um to legendary pictures i think is the specific correct uh right holders and then i'm not too sure about what's up with king kong i think they just straight up own that uh, yes legendary uh got in early on owning the rights to king kong so th- yeah that's all theirs uh they have godzilla Who absolutely should be in the public domain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was like 60 years where there was just no King Kong. Like from like 1920 to like 1970, there was like no King Kong movies. And they were like, all right. Well, we got this. We got this other thing kind of collecting dust right now. Let's see what what we can slap together and and then have Peter Jackson remake. uh, See see what will occur. We can buy that. I haven't seen that movie in really long, but I remember not hating it. Uh, it That that movie ruled. Like, just it may not hold up because of the length and the the CGI. Probably. Also, how old were you when you last saw it, Griff? That's the real question. Yeah, not not recently, (laughs) but I remember I remember loving that movie back in the day. Just like yeah, I probably saw it when I was like ten, and it, it it felt like it had like the mummy vibe. Vibes mm-hmm. to it, yeah. so I, f- I fuck with that. My, oh, my yeah. biggest memory of King Kong is uh, watching it in theaters. Like I don't remember anything from it, but then watching the ads for it when it hit HD DVD, and that being like the big push for HD DVDs instead of Blu-ray. <laughs> and uh, man, oh, that that was that was some bullshit. Um, so yeah, uh, Legendary Pictures has the rights to Kong kind of permanently um and then for godzilla they have it on lease uh from toho the rights actually expired in 2020 so they're gonna have to renegotiate if we want to see godzilla back again which is my way of guessing that i don't think we'll see godzilla for like another five years i think that they i think that they will honestly because i i think they're gonna try and you know boost up kong a little bit get him another couple of movies. Really? I, I mean, that that would be my guess for legendary at least. But I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would love to be proven King wrong. Of, More Godzilla, please. Yeah. King of the Monsters ate shit. But I feel like if this movie does really well and it's on track to doing really well too hard, then mm-hmm. I think Toho might be wanting to cough up the rights to it because they're like done with movies. They're doing smaller scale stuff. They got like an anime coming. They just did a another anime with netflix and they're doing some other anime again with netflix and <laughs> netflix is just buying up every anime property that they exactly. possibly can it's uh it's it is wild so um 
so anyway, that that's kind of the the overarching uh, behind the scenes on like the contract side. In terms of the actual development of this movie, they announced it in October of 2015. They started writing this movie in March of 2017. There are five total writers on this goddamn movie, and man, does it feel <laughs> like it sometimes. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, t- there are two of note, really two main writers. Three, uh, yeah. uh, three of them are like story by credits, so who knows what their actual involvement was mm-hmm. uh, in passing. But one of them did a whole bunch of uh, uncredited rewrites on Marvel properties like uh, Thor Ragnarok Uh-oh. and then also Black Widow that's uh, coming out soon. So I, I do see a little bit of Thor Ragnarok in this, just a, just a little bit. But it's not like a bad amount. Like, I don't know. I didn't. I, this movie never felt like uh, it was like fucking King of the Monsters where it felt like it was God- Guardians of the Galaxy or some shit. <laughs> I'm. Uh, King of the Monsters was really swinging for the fences of trying to make every monster feel like its own independent disaster movie. And uh, man, big swing and a big miss, at least in my opinion, for it. So I can't wait to rewatch it for just the monster scenes and flash forward through everything else, because why the fuck else would I? Uh, The other uh, guy who wrote it, though, wrote the 2014 Godzilla and then also King of the Monsters. So he um, was, I guess, the uh, person who we can blame quote unquote for uh <laughs> some of the the not so good aspects here but then uh, a few months later in march 27 i'm sorry in may 2017 that's then when they actually got a director uh, adam wingard who if you'd seen mm-hmm. the guest or your next or I, I guess less good the blair witch project remake or uh he also did the american death note no we don't talk about that movie no <laughs> come on <laughs> I respect what he was going for. Do you? What? What? What specifically do you respect? I, th- I think. I, I think that at a certain point, that script was trying to deconstruct the idea of a Death Note, and then Netflix got involved, and they were like, "You have to also make the Stranger Things." Yeah, and- exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but- he was like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I can't feel too bad for this director though, because his next project that he's going to be working on for Warner Bros is uh the thundercats so we we can look forward to that's that's about to be tight that's i'm hyped for that Uh, the the i don't want to keep getting you like more hype for it but like it's rumored that vin diesel might be panthro and you know that's all i want to see i'm less i'm less hyped for that because you got to go black guy for panthro (laughs) i get it i get it uh you gotta go you gotta go like like a lance reddick or like like some deep ass black like the all-state guy okay and then you spray paint him like blue gray is that the exactly yeah I think he was also on tap to do the Metal Gear movie. All the more credit to him. I, I don't want to see him get swallowed up by the studio system. So if he's able to kind of uh, do Thundercats in a fun way, then credit to him where credit is due. All of that that is uh, that at least I'm saying to try and uh, bring about the larger point of this kind of seems like the first like bona fide director that uh is actually being brought forward into the monster verse because if you look at like what Mm -hmm. the other guys did it doesn't really kind of speak to having any sort of um uh pedigree behind it i i want to say like when gareth edwards is your heaviest hitter and he came out in 2014 Uh godzilla and then you're asking like well what else did he do well rogue one except the main cinematographer (laughs) was the guy who actually made that movie instead but you know (laughs) 
whatever, uh, for, for that behind the scenes drama. That's an entirely different discourse that we can talk about whenever like the 19th Star Wars movie comes out and then we can all uh, rehash and talk about that again. Um, but I, I felt like having a real director kind of made a, a difference with how these scenes were shot because you actually got to see the scope of the monsters with the action coming from the ground instead of hovering at monster eye level or happening right through a helicopter blade or whatever. It just really kind of added an element of, uh, of, of grandeur to watching these uh, monsters just kind of suplex each other into buildings. Yeah, I mean, I, I just enjoyed seeing a, a, a multi-carrier uh, United States fleet just get absolutely fucked up. <laughs> like, like just, just, it was Iraq. Yeah, just like uh, over, just to get into the sort of overall metaphors I saw for the characters in this film. Like, I mean, Kong, he just wants to chill. He just like, he's, he's basically like the American working class person. He just wants to vibe. He just wants to live a good life. Um, <laughs> but then he gets, uh, he gets roped into this inner elite conflict. Um, by by the <laughs> by the corporation against uh, against uh, who the against uh, his his far Asian foe uh, the the uh, Godzilla or the uh, Chinese working class who should be his yeah. friend but he's he's uh, um, sort of like set up in this bracket style uh, tournament which which the um, opening credits uh, sort of pay pay homage to the fact that they've both beaten other creatures in the past and I, I actually I actually really liked that that um, credit sequence the the way it was just like very very to the point as someone who's missing the NCAA uh, championship game right now so we can be recording tonight I appreciate the fact oh, that yeah. there's a March Madness style bracket there. It's uh, it, it's very good. I, I actually wish that the movie's marketing leaned more into the pay per view fight aesthetic that people forced on this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, no, they, I th- they really forced it on this movie. They, they, there was <laughs> there was nothing going on, especially in the third act, that would make you feel like it was a pay per view fight. None whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I also, uh, in regards to the to the to the carrier fight, I did get like Evangelion vibes from that. I don't know if anyone else was. <laughs> noticing that but it did feel and i'm like i'm wondering like was this on purpose or was this is this just me like watching too many movies or some shit but it felt like there's a similar carrier fight where like the mechs have to like jump across like big united states fucking aircraft carriers and i'm like okay that could have been a reference (laughs) it could have i mean adam wingard is the type who i think he will try and include references throughout um he had talked about how he viewed godzilla as like the undertaker uh a little bit oh, that kind of rocks. yeah, and, yeah. And how he uh in his portrayal of kong he said he uh, was inspired by john mcclain from the diehard franchise with kong yeah. a little bit and you know yeah. that that makes sense to give kong that action hero kind of trope so it, it, again wingard seems like he's pulling from all these different aspects across pop culture and putting the into the giant big monster fight movie, which is, I think, what a real director actually does instead of someone who is going like, oh, wow, Warner Brothers just gave me $20 million. I better not fuck this up or else my career is gone. Oh, no, I fucked it yeah. up. I guess my career is gone. <laughs> Time to become an indie darling from now on. D- damn so in in his mind uh kong is a cop yeah that's right <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> oh no <laughs> that's right godzilla's woke <laughs> godzilla we out here 
Um, I guess also uh, just in, in kind of like the last few production notes here, um, they finished casting in June of 2017. So they had everyone wanted in June of 2017. The movie doesn't end up coming out for almost four years after they they, they uh, finished the casting call. Almost two years, or I'm sorry, more than two years after they actually wrap up filming completely in April of 2019. And uh, what did what did we think about the cast before we dive into the actual plot here? Were y'all uh, just taken away by any characters in particular or or uh or not uh rebecca uh, hall was kind of fine in this movie <laughs> i mean like we're we're we're, we're going to get into the we're going to get into the podcaster rights narrative absolutely so I, we will I, I, of course. I enjoyed the uh the uh pre qanon um treatment of conspiracy theories um and the and, Hell yeah. yeah and and the key role that investigative podcasts uh serve to the to the uh common good yeah they they do the real work at least uh circa april 2019 when they were filming this (laughs) (laughs) no no further complications um but yeah i guess those are kind of our our basic thoughts so without further ado we can go ahead and dive into the the rundown we can uh start off with that march madness style bracket of the opening credits as we're trying to figure out like what og monster is defeating what along its way the tournament of titans i think is uh yeah what people are calling it i mean i i really enjoyed that i i mean that's calling your shot basically as a movie saying like this is going to be what ends up happening uh and you know i i appreciated that yeah, it, it was a good like mission statement from the outset, and it also like was a clever way to summarize the past movies in the MonsterVerse. Yes, because I, yeah. I cannot emphasize this enough. You do not need to see any of the other movies no, to understand. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially because the lore sucks, and like they just basically get rid of everything that sucked about those previous movies. They get rid of like the weird like paramilitary organization that was housing all the monsters. They get rid of the fucking all the like stupid lore that they tried to establish with like the uh all the monsters like having like uh fuck what was it in 24 I I'm I'm No 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 I I think you're referencing the lore that was built up in the 2017 movie and specifically by Thomas Middleditch because he was the chief yes. technology officer which man fuck, that's right he was <laughs> uh good good casting there Warner Bros wonder why he wasn't back <laughs> for this movie what could possibly go wrong uh just fall, falling apart left and right um yeah, yeah it, so it, the movie itself is set 5 years after uh King of the Monsters so after uh Godzilla's defeated Monster Zero and is uh living like in this bizarre Truman show type world of a dome on Skull Island which I, I didn't quite yeah. understand because I thought Skull Island kept him isolated enough from everyone, but then they're keeping him on a dome in Skull Island. So kind of, I think that was because Godzilla was like awake. And oh, active, that's right. And that's so right. Yeah. They, they, if he if he like sensed him, then shit would go down. It was I liked the the subtle world building where you see that like these movies have had like consequences and shit Mm -hmm. that i mean they they don't shy away from that that is true of warner brothers just kind of across the board they love showing the real consequences of their movies of their shit movies Uh but still the real consequences um although in the in the final battle sorry to skip ahead but there was absolutely no um 
scenes of any civilians. They were just destroying those buildings, like just yeah. fucking <laughs> wrecking shit. Just I didn't see a single person at yeah. all. They cut to they cut to Lance Reddick, who has a weird like twenty second cameo as like a Hong Kong police officer, which is like. How the fuck did you get there? Uh, nepotism, <laughs> um, clearly. And he, that, that's how. And he's, yeah, <laughs> he was like, we have to evacuate the city. Like, Godzilla showed up. They do a similar thing in Batman versus Superman, where they're like, good thing it's the warehouse district and everyone's gone home for the day. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's deserted. There's no civilians. It's like they know for yeah. sure. Like, they're just, oh, you got to cover <laughs> our bases here. We got to. <laughs> Which is like, I guess, I guess if you live in a world where Godzilla, then you would kind of be ready to like fucking dip in like a second, but. <laughs> Even then, it was like, give me some scenes of people running around or some shit. You think rent yeah. is high now? Imagine how rent would be in a Godzilla world. How how many months deposit do you think they would ask? Oh for? man, there would be like there would be like WeWork, but for evacuation shelters. <laughs> yeah, that's all Monarch is actually. It's just WeWork. Yeah. for this uh, society. Um, Imagine how based it would be though. That instead of having lockdown drills, you would have kaiju drills. Oh yeah, that that would be kind of tight. Yeah. yeah, it would get rid of an entire section of Twitter of like just people like being like, "Oh fuck!" Like mass shooting. Everyone's scared because it'd be like, "How how how mad can you get about that when a big ass fucking dinosaur like wrecks an entire city <laughs> once a yeah, week?" Can you imagine being a mass shooter? Like you're getting all hyped up, you're getting ready for it, you're on all of the HM boards, getting psyched up. Then like the day yeah. it's about to happen, Godzilla levels your high school and you're like ah oh, well fuck uh, better luck next time I guess it kind of comes out in the wash like, <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out yeah, uh, people, people start um, blaming their uh, creepy DMs they sent on the trauma they experienced from the, the latest monster attack I just said I built clout in uh, roughly 46,000 followers by talking about <laughs> kaiju but really what I want to do is try and ask Canadian where they live so i can send them a <laughs> shitty fourth grade hand yeah. drawings <laughs> where's where's ma'am where's your address i need to send you an evacuation center call. <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, what's your zip code i need to see what titan is active in your area for your own safety <laughs> oh, that's epic the, the kaiju department <laughs> 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 he's, he's got the he's got the Thomas Middle Middletich Abbey like as <laughs> we all should have seen it coming. I don't know how. Um. <laughs> uh, did y'all appreciate uh, just how fucking yoked Kong got in between the 1970s Skull Island movie and now? Like the the dude it's- fucking grew 200 and something feet you know it's fucked up how jacked he gets they they buff him so hard as a as a godzilla fan like they did they did him so dirty yeah i I, it really was one of those things of like well how could kong beat uh godzilla and then they're going through all these questions we i mean at least none of us had initially thought about well what if they just grew kong like three yeah. times his current size huh what, i think what, what happens is he got into pre-workout he, <laughs> he just has a, a massive like fucking shipping container of pre-workout that he takes every day and that's what he, he you know he's on the nootropic stack <laughs> yeah he's, he's been, he, he's been getting into kratom he's listening he's li- to the yeah. joe rogan podcast and just really living his best life uh. <laughs> yeah someone told him about gorilla mindset and he hasn't he hasn't fucking lived it down for a <laughs> week a little t- 
too seriously. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like I love how we're introduced to him though, because like he just he just wakes up in the morning, you know, scratches his ass, you know, just doing just doing regular ass dude things. He he's um, Shrek is what he is. He's Shrek. Yeah. He is kind of Shrek in his swamp. I like that he kind of got a beard, like his like lower chin hairs got longer. It was like okay, he's, he did become he's a neck beard. Like he he really was rocking that, you know. Fuckboy jawline circa like 2014 yeah. style <laughs> shit. I need, I need the next Kong movie. I need him to get a fade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's Godzilla using his atomic breath to give him like a tribal tattoo <laughs> over a bicep. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, using the axe to give himself a lineup. He's like, all right, better hit the club. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh i we, we're, we're a little all over the place i i love it um because we haven't even introduced a single human character i'm almost considering just saying like fuck them because the, the movie is not about them it was never about them but um yeah G- kong though is able to uh he's not able to communicate openly he's able to talk to one of like the iwi natives children who is the lone survivor of her tribe and she's deaf but can talk to kong which is like this i, I didn't put together that she was deaf until i was like why the fuck does the sound keep cutting out whenever we look at godzilla <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah she's Wait, did deaf. i turn the subtitles on like what yeah. <laughs> well i mean it, i don't know and maybe maybe I, i'm the only one kind of uh feeling this but um it feels like there is now a trope of like the magical disabled person in movies. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. it, it's just like, uh, sure, they're deaf, which normally, as we all know, would fucking suck, would make them miserable and borderline worthless, but they can talk to the giant monkey, so they have value to us. See, audience? It just feels incredibly pandering uh, to just not kind of let a deaf person be a deaf person. Like, I don't know, make one of the deaf people uh, just someone else, literally anyone yeah, I, else. I thought I thought that her whole shtick was that she was supposed to be like descended from the like the Chinese lady or the Japanese lady that like lived on the island before. But nope, she's just some random lady that like is the descendant of the tribe or some shit. Yep. Yep. That, that's right. The The whole tribe got knocked out except for her. Which is uh, borderline genocide that occurred, and no yeah, one. No, you know, you know, it was Monarch that was. Yeah, like, exactly. All right, guys, oh, rem- remember, oh God, no yeah. Russian. Fucking Rodan came <laughs> through on a hurricane, just wiped them all out, and then Monarch uh, didn't send any rescue uh, effort whatsoever. Just let those they- sons of bitches drown. They absolutely funded some like right wing death squad to come in. Like they didn't, they <laughs> like they, they didn't do it themselves. They 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 uh, they 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 got some um, reactionary locals to do it for them in classic uh, imperialist they got, style. They got Charles yeah. Dance's character from the previous movie to come through and fucking <laughs> wipe just, them all out. I I see. I forgot that he actually was in this this goddamn franchise. Like the the cast the overall that has has come through this movie is insane. Like if you look at like how many characters have been oh, in the yeah. MonsterVerse, it's like fifty something. It's they get and they ridiculous. get rid of them with with every movie, which is fine. They do that in the Japanese ones, but it's like if you're gonna have like a continuity across the movies, you should also have them with the human characters. And they didn't figure that out until literally like the with millie bobby brown yeah and and her dad because they had to <laughs> yeah what the fuck happened to the guy who survived the 
who the fuck was that actor? I think he was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He just uh, dips. He's like, yeah, I helped take down Godzilla, and now I guess I'm just gonna chill. Oh, that's right. That had a- uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen in the 2014. Yeah, so they were, they were fucking. Oh man, how how do you not hold on to those people like that? That would be interesting because I'm almost willing to bet if I were to go by rough age, that their kid that they have would probably be Millie Bobby Brown's age at this. I time. feel like that was absolutely supposed to be like the original draft of King of Monsters. And then Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen were like, now nah, we're getting that Marvel check. And they're like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> foiled yet again. Uh, our counter offer of being in a fantastic beast movie didn't quite uh, sell them <laughs> the way that we were hoping. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so little girl teaches Kong sign language magically somehow without the yes. government knowing that'll come in later at some point. It's weird because we see her doing it and they don't figure it out until they have Kong on the boat. They're like, oh, wait, he can talk. And it's they, like, just think, they just think the deaf girl is that disabled. It's just yeah, random. It's like- man <laughs> gestures. <laughs> and, and, and then they like they like exploit the shit out of her because that's how they like calm Kong down when they got him in chains. They just like roll out the deaf girl to like have <laughs> yeah. a human hey, connection buddy, with sun's him. getting real low or whatever. The and fuck another, another thing said. was, was like, I saw uh, there was like a magazine that you see for like 20 seconds where you see that like Rebecca Hall's character is called the Kong whisper. And it's like, so she was just <laughs> making fat stacks off of like abusing this <laughs> deaf girl and making her live on an Island with a giant monkey and do sign language. And then she, She's over here collecting like billions on a research. The island where her entire people were wiped out. Like, no, we want you to stay here. That's what we want you to do. Uh, Just like if like Jane Goodall was a groomer. (laughs) (laughs) You're so kaiju for your age. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, well, I guess uh, to leave one grooming situation and move into another potential one, uh, let, let's talk about like the man of the hour, uh, Bernie Hayes, who's an employee uh, at Apex Cybernetics. Uh, he's a paper boy from Atlanta. And yeah, then, uh, boy, he's paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's also the host of uh, the Titan Truth Conspiracy Theory podcast. So uh, good. Shout out right there to, to Hell yeah. Titan Truth. And then, you know, uh, just uh, an amazing logo. It's always nice to see these like crackpot, insane conspiracy theory podcasts. That, as someone who runs a podcast, I'm like, man, that's a pretty sick graphic. Like he put some effort into that. I don't even remember that. the logo. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. It, uh, it was like a triangle with the monster eye in it, which I think you said like it, it does. I do agree. It do- does look like the the. Um, graphics for, for for the 98 Godzilla movie yep, yep. like like the like the ads and stuff um or just just like the 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 logo on the posters um but yeah so the great great little bit of world building there you know like uh it, it was basically like i i thought they were ripping off like truanon or something or like i was just like yeah this 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 writer definitely like is sort of in the podcast milieu but i guess it was written like before so yeah, i, it I think sort it of was predicted supposed things. to be like Infowars, but like I think it was like when twenty in like twenty fourteen when Infowars was like a funny curiosity. And it was like yeah, everyone looked yeah. at the, the funny conspiracy theory man, and then <laughs> whose, whose name is Bernie? Yeah, 
Uh, oh wow, the podcasters and Bernie have united somehow, huh? Wow, wow, what, what a time, what a time to be alive. But uh, that that actually brings us though uh, to a, a sponsored segment break, I believe. Uh, Grift, is that right? Uh, yeah. So. Um garbage in garbage out is brought to you as always by the griff shop um this week on the griff shop uh we got we got white boy summer merch um if you're if you're if if you're down with the movement uh but don't want to give money to chet hanks uh just search wbs on griff shop uh we got tanks we got hats we got shirts pretty much everything a white boy or any any boy or girl or non-binary individual would need uh to just have a great fucking summer and look fresh so um yeah go check that out (laughs) Oh yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Very succinct. See, any ad read I would attempt to do would take like five minutes. So uh just <laughs> yeah. applause to I would have I would have accidentally called the product gay somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well see, I haven't dropped any shorts yet. So one one once I do oh. I'll determine whether the length is gay or not. We got we gotta drop some Netscape shorts. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta talk merch collab coming up soon. We do, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so my question at least with Bernie and with I guess with Apex Cybernetics as a whole, is how in the fuck does Apex not understand that Bernie is a mole? Like if he's some like conspiracy theorist type guy, uh how how is he able to just navigate all around Apex? What the fuck is that company's security like? Because it is so funny that that they, they bring yeah, it everywhere <laughs> so easily. Like, it, yeah, they just leave doors open and shit. They are so bad at this. Like, it would be like if you just walked in to Epstein's temple and you were like, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm just here for the food." Like, and then you, you clearly had a GoPro like strapped to your head. And everyone was just like, "I, I guess he's here for the food." <laughs> well, I mean, it's in uh, later in the movie we'll see when he teams up with uh, the children to form like the Bizarro Scooby Doo gang. Um, it, like it's it's a large black guy, uh, fat New Zealand kid, and then like a little preteen white girl that are just walking around the military complex, and no yeah, one's and no one's weirded out by it at all. <laughs> yeah. And she's like a celebrity too, because when they that's they do right, eventually yeah. Get caught. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, that's the girl from Stranger Things. We got to kill her because she knows Godzilla." That's right. <laughs> I, she was the magical girl from the previous movie, who is now uh, no longer magical. <laughs> so, yeah, the powers have faded, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, how could you? Yeah. <laughs> they do her that's so sorry. dirty in this movie. It's fun. <laughs> she just gets relegated to a B plot. The 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 entire crew doesn't need to exist whatsoever absolutely none of team godzilla needs to happen whatsoever because like their whole function is to cause like a two second delay in mecha godzilla yeah that's the only material (laughs) thing they do in the entire movie like that's the only purpose yeah and like like exposition yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's 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 some real fucking bullshit because i'm willing to bet that that probably was a studio note was like but wait like what do they actually do well they stop godzilla or mecha godzilla later on but like how do we know that for sure ultimately mm-hmm. like oh i don't know we'll, we'll develop Chekhov's flask 
somehow we'll, we'll have him have like yeah, a dead was... wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it is kind of realistic, uh, given how little podcasts ha- have an effect on the world. Just just <laughs> just have their characters just be, be completely neutered and have no basically no effect on the plot whatsoever. It's sort of sort of realist there. I, I rules mean, that he's basically like a functioning alcoholic in this movie. Like he's like he has to. <laughs> Like right before he he thinks he's gonna die, he's like, "Lord, forgive me. It's time to go back to the old me." And he like pulls out the boots. <laughs> uh, it it really was just one of those things where uh, when I was watching it, I was like, "Well, I mean, I guess it would mess it up a little bit, but I'm not sure like a flask's worth over at like a, a computer monitoring station. Like, surely they would waterproof it a little bit." You know, they they wouldn't have like yeah. key, specialized keycaps or something. They waterproof that... like hospital computers, and like they they got those like drop proof like waterproof construction laptops and shit. Tough book for some whatever, re- yeah, yeah exactly. And but for some reason they don't have waterproof the Godzilla brain connector. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they never will. Um, the other thing with him, and it was something that I thought was, again, very cute, reminiscent of like the Alex Jones conspiracy theory thing, is uh, talking about the fluoride in the water that's meant yes. to <laughs> control you and make you docile. I was like, oh, no, Bernie would be like a Q guy right now. Like, uh, th- that's what Bernie <laughs> oh would be. Oh, my God. He, he, he would be trusting the plan so fucking hard right now. <laughs> And he would be right, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he was right in this whole movie. He's like, yeah, they got, like, you know, fucking hollow earth and shit. And there's tunnel. There's literally, like, elite tunnels under the all the major cities that they use to transport illicit goods. My my biggest issue, legitimately, is that this movie did, did the thing I didn't think they were going to do, which was hollow earth. But they will never probably do fucking mole people. And I want to see Kong <laughs> versus the mole people. That's all that I want to see. Uh, just, you know, some real the Japanese uh, Godzilla films are big on like all conspiracy theories are rule are real. There's like four different ones that are like, yeah, there's a secret continent that the government is hiding from you or some shit. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I, I would be in favor of it. I mean, um, oh, I, I guess we should probably talk about actually like team kong though uh because you know we've kind of rounded out the crew uh of team godzilla and then we get to to see like who actually is going to be uh helping out kong and that's dr nathan lind who's alexander skarsgård aka tarzan he's he's doing Uh, a big uh what's that guy who plays lightning mcqueen he's doing a him impression oh an owen wilson impression (laughs) owen wilson yeah yeah, what yeah, if Owen felt- Wilson was Indiana Jones, but bad at everything? Exactly. Yeah, just um, no charisma whatsoever. Or well, like yeah. Aaron Eckhart. Like, if you guys ever seen the movie The Core, like this, that that movie felt a lot like this one in a real. In a it hurts because really Aaron Eckhart probably would have done a better job. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> what? Also, like, how much is Aaron Eckhart? Like, why couldn't you just get us an Aaron Eckhart? Why? Why yeah. does it have to be an Alexander Skarsgård? Come on now. Yeah, like, I've never seen Alexander Skarsgård in any. Like, I've seen all the other Skarsgårds in movies that have, they've done pretty good shit in, but I've never seen. Oh, you you one. especially need to then watch the Legend of Tarzan, which is where he plays Tarzan, and then it, it's like a buddy cop film. Uh, with oh, Samuel fuck. L. Jackson 
as the uh, the other co-lead. So yeah, he, he's a hollow earth theorist. And he's talking about like, yes. uh, the hollow earth is real. My brother died trying to get into the hollow earth, trying to bust Which it is, wide open. And- it's weird because they proved Atlantis was real in the last one. And then they're like, uh, yeah, also we're going to fire this professor who thinks that hollow earth is real and that there might be like secret giant monsters that we don't know about. And it's like, for some reason, he doesn't have a job. <laughs> yeah if anything he would become like the new like ted talk guy uh, yeah just absolutely doing all, he would the have like circuit. the he would have like whatever they when they get rid of obviously they would get rid of the woke department first the ones that generate the least <laughs> amount of money and then he would have like the woke classrooms <laughs> yeah like replace all the id poll courses with like kaiju studies and I, I i think the world would be a better place absolutely yeah. godzilla doesn't give a shit about your 21st century feminism degree godzilla's gonna <laughs> kill us all you need to understand how to live under godzilla <laughs> i would absolutely go to go to school if i read about the hollow or holy shit i would i would be a full-time student well, I mean, uh, okay, let, let's go ahead and talk about the Hollow Earth, right? Like, there are all these entry points all over the world to get into the Hollow Earth that are like a series of tunnels that go in. And that's different than the tunnels that run across the Earth that yes. uh, have been utilized for, like, I don't know, Elon Musk-style transit tubes that mm-hmm. send people, like, from the UK to China. And uh, uh, so th- these tunnels go in and then the earth is hollow on the inside, but it's not quite there at the earth's core. Right. Uh, like, mm-hmm. a- am I missing something? Um, it looked well, like it was like two layers down or some shit, like on like the, the earth cut away. It was like the inner <laughs> core was hollow, but the or the outer core was hollow, but the inner core was solid, maybe. Okay, okay. So there's like another another layer yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that I, I, makes I guess sense. the yeah, like like the hollowness is that like sort of atmosphere in between the two land masses, and then mm-hmm. beneath the second continent, I imagine it would be solid. Okay. But who knows? Who knows how deep the hollow Earth goes? Yeah. You know, it maybe would be cool if like in the next one, they're like, there's a hollow Earth inside the hollow Earth. Yeah, sure. But then, why but then not? the scientist who's promoting that theory, everyone thinks he's crazy. Yeah, like <laughs> all the yeah. all the scientists that live on hollow Earth now are like, but that's ridiculous. Everyone knows that the Earth is hollow. The sun rises from the uh, east, west, north, south. I don't understand would, how the light source works here. So <laughs> it would rule if in the next one you they just flash back to hollow Earth and there's like a McDonald's there already. Like they've already like fucking <laughs> gentrified the hollow Earth. <laughs> they're polluting it actively that's where we're pumping all of our pollution <laughs> is down the giant hole that exists uh, god I, I could see there's it like, there's like some like juice bar selling like wheatgrass smoothies <laughs> yeah. that, like, that is saying like this this is this is what Kong eats Like <laughs> they've, got, they've got a dispensary down there they've got fucking like Godzilla strain or some shit Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah oh man also like Kaiju runs. <laughs> that could that could work. That could work. Because uh, the other thing is that these titans they feed off of the radiation at the center of the Earth. Like that's what mm-hmm. we got told in 2014. So, like, are all of the humans that were exposed are they about to like you know cook like they've been in the microwave for a day and a half, or like what, what's their radiation exposure looking like? Yeah, These are that, just questions that was. I, I mean, they didn't get out of the car or the space car for too much, so they might be they might be good on that regard. But yeah, it is sort of weird that um, 
they sort of ignore how or what the radiation does. And they're just like, we got to get that radiation, dude. <laughs> and l- let's go ahead and go uh, hop into the center of the earth in uh, the heaves, the hollow earth anti-gravity vehicles. Because, uh, sure, why not call it cool little uh, space shuttle yeah. suits, right? The technology is ridiculous in this movie, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. in 2014, it's basically, like, the technology we have now. In 2017, it's basically the technology that we have now. And then all yeah. of a sudden, we, like, had a giant like leap going, ahead. It's like going from the first Avengers movie to, like, the last one, where it's like, okay, we have, like, a secret floating ship that we don't tell people about. <laughs> and then in the... <laughs> In the most recent one, it's like, yeah, we got spaceships. Of course. Of course we got yeah. spaceships. What? You guys don't have spaceships? Come on now. I, I mean, it just felt like... It does um, make sense that there would be new Godzilla technology, but it of was kind of weird that it would be it, so rapid. Yeah, because I mean, it I just feels like... like the Cybertruck, though. They don't have these for regular people yet. They just have them for like, you know, influencers. They, they just have the three, and you have to have at yeah. least six million... Uh, fans on instagram that that's uh that's how it works in order to qualify for a heave but yeah uh, th- this was absolutely some like elon musk boondoggle project that was commissioned <laughs> by them like it's funny just... because they almost crashed the heaves like the one purpose <laughs> they're supposed to do is survive in like the center of the earth and then they fuck almost fuck it up and crash Oh, yeah, it's it's almost done. Although I will say, because this entire thing felt like it was a a big tangent that for the for the most part could kind of get cut away from the movie and spectacle aside, I don't think plot point wise, we would miss a step. Mm -hmm. Um, So the only logical explanation I have for it is that they're going to try and make like a hollow earth heave roller coaster ride like that. That's got to be what they're going to be. That's going to be the new Universal Studio. It, it felt like uh, when they dodged Kong's hand during, I think it was the Hong Kong part where they have to like. Dodge oh yeah, Kong. yeah, yeah. When they're coming right out of it, so they it avoid was like, Kong barely than Godzilla. That's what they're going to turn like the Mummy ride at Universal. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, the Mummy. It, that's a national treasure. They can't do that. Oh no. Oh, uh, it would happen. That's yeah. what they're going to turn the Fast and Furious ride into. <laughs> yeah, after after they cancel that one for having some scantily clad women, um, that's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 problematic. Uh, let's just let's just get let's get the Kong ride in there yeah. now. Which sucks because that's the best one of those interactive rides, in my opinion. Oh yeah. See, as someone who hasn't actually uh, done the Fast and Furious ride, I, I can't weigh oh, in so on good. it. But I again, I I'm a fan of the Fast and Furious movies for being dumb fun. So uh, if the roller coasters is anything like that, then I'm all on board. There's there's literally like a you have to go to a strip club segment and like <laughs> yeah. re- you have to recruit uh, fucking. Is this like San Andreas? Is this what's happening? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, you have to re- recruit whoever the fuck the. Uh, it's uh, Tyrese. Yeah, you have to recruit Tyrese, and he's like at the strip club. So you have to like go to the strip club. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. Um, that that uh, image is dancing around in my head like cher- uh, like uh, cherry plums or whatever the fuck. That, sugar uh, sugar plum fairies. Sugar plum fairies. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for understanding like what my as my brain is unspooling right now because. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, okay, we're now finally, though, at the sequence of where they're taking Kong via giant battleship destroyer uh, to yes. go try and take him into the actual uh, hollow earth. And then uh, Godzilla, it pops up on his radar, though. So Godzilla makes a beeline for Kong and madness ensues. What did we think about this actual sequence here? Um, Fuck it, fucking rocked. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> except for uh, Kong straight up sucker punched the shit out of God. That was a party foul. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's I some Godzilla paused, bias happening right now. <laughs> I paused the movie and put on Marvin's room. I was, I was like, I can't... <laughs> I can't hang right now. Like, I just watched my boy get straight up bitch punched. Yeah, you know what's a real sucker punch move? Um, uh, dragging the guy who's in chains to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, uh, no. while in chains. Godzilla Come straight on, up no. does like an illegal chokehold. On. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but but by sucker punching him, basically Kong is doing what Drake has his bodyguards do to people. <laughs> 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 it, the the entire sequence at least for me um it, it was wonderful it made me realize like we had never gotten like a real godzilla in the water for american cinemas fight and mm -hmm. so it was it was delightful for me to then see them kind of treating the uh the giant battleships as just you know basically uh uh little they uh, just floaties so almost you know it, yeah just, it was insane. To I didn't even like, know Kong like, could swim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck taught Kong to swim? <laughs> the little deaf girl again. Just yeah. <laughs> no, if you're surrounded by liquid. Water. We know that sign. Water. Okay. Now uh, you're going to uh, breaststroke your way out of it. So, uh uh, I, there's just something about seeing uh, capital U.S. military assets just getting absolutely destroyed and sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Like there's just like like I don't know, they like were they, nothing. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it honestly looked like a drunken stepdad tearing through some paper mache arts and crafts. Oh God, that, like, a four year old had made. Like it just they did not stand a fucking chance the entire way through. Um, yeah fucking Man. godzilla like collision kills one like he just bumps <laughs> into it and it tears yeah. in half i i, I <laughs> did say i i even though i am godzilla fan like when king kong used the the like the f-16 as a spear that was pretty tight <laughs> i never felt worse for that uh pilot guy on the inside that was also I, a sick shot that it, when it did the the pov shot from the, mm -hmm. the jet taking off that was a nice shot I I actually I really hope that was an F thirty five because it would probably be the most useful that plane will ever be as like as like a flying projectile thrown by Kong. Although although the 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 pilot probably wouldn't be able to make it out if that. Were yeah, the case. you get the POV shot of him ejecting and he just shears in half because they forgot <laughs> yeah. to fix the ejector seat. His head just gets cut off by the, the ripcord or whatever. <laughs> Uh, it was also uh, a pretty um, just definitive victory for round one for Godzilla, I, I will say. I mean, he beat the brakes off of Kong, where then they're like, the only way to survive is to play dead, which which worked somehow, because I guess yeah. that's the first time any kaiju or anyone has ever tried playing dead. Because it yeah. seems like Godzilla, although he's an animal, he's a smart enough uh, creature. That, like, if someone plays dead once he'll learn no you got to make sure double tap that shit make sure that he's actually dead 
Yeah, I I really like that about the fights in this fight in particular, whereas a lot of these other movies, it's just two, either two beasts or two giant metal monsters or whatever, just like smashing at each other with no, with no sort of like fight logic to it. Whereas like the, the, the way they went toe to toe, particularly using the, the, the ships and the water and just the, mm-hmm. the using the surroundings in like a realistic way, just it, it, it felt like a, like it, it felt like a realistic fight between two guys. They just happened to be both giant monsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I, it, someone it really... taught King Kong Krav Maga. Like, he was, like, scratching <laughs> him and fucking biting yeah. him. And... Oh, man. It, it really was uh, just, again, like watching two heavyweights go at it. So I, I enjoyed that uh, an awful lot because, uh, um, you know, the the other thing I guess I I should mention is that then after they play dead, we do like this bizarre hard cutaway from where the actual action is because they're like we're playing dead, we can't make any noise, otherwise Godzilla will find us and then kill us. We cut away to seeing like what Team Godzilla is up to because that's then when they discover Mecha Godzilla is a thing, right? Yeah, they get, like, they get oh in- shit. Um, and then when they cut back, that's then when they're in Antarctica and Kong is being carried by helicopter. Like, yes. what the fuck happened? At some point in time, noise had to have been made to then carry. They cut, they cut to the secret uh, Nazi Antarctica base that they have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we've already talked about, I guess, how Mechagodzilla existed. Uh, were y'all surprised at, at all about Mechagodzilla? Did y'all have that spoiled for I, you? I, I did because I was on uh, the 4chan kaiju board before. And so there was like like when someone found like a toy or some shit in like a Ross. Yeah. And they were like. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, they had like the Warbats, the Hellhawks and Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Just like mm. all ready to go before even like the first trailer dropped. For yeah, uh, I, I did a good job of not spoiling it like trailer wise, but they did do the thing where every that every movie does, where they're like, "We got to sell those toys beforehand." It was like just hold for like a day. Yeah, yeah. Got, gotta hate when the spoilers come from like the ancillary media like that. Exactly. Um, I I have not been as clued into that as you were, so I did not have uh, Mechagodzilla spoiled for me, which was fucking awesome. Oh when, hell yeah. When when they revealed like that that was going to be the final boss, I was just like, let's fucking go. And like, the design and, was tight too. Yeah, let's a, talk about Mechagodzilla uh, a little bit here. So uh, Apex is you know just. The most insult to injury kind of thing in the world would be like if you found out that a corporation wanted to kill you, but the way they were going to kill you was by building a robot version of you to then Uh kill you. I'd be like some, ah, come on, guys. This seems like some bullshit here Um, because that's exactly what they did. It looks just like Godzilla meets Transformers, essentially. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it. uh, I I like the design. I like that you could follow what was happening. Like it wasn't like a transformer where there's like 90 billion moving parts all at once. It was like, nah, his hands twist sometimes, and that's it. And you actually saw like the rockets firing, and then the exactly. Yeah, it just, it just, it all made sense with it. So that's cool. Do you want to talk about the pilot at all of Mecha Godzilla? Uh, so I don't think they ever talk about this in the movie, but that guy's supposed to be related to the other Japanese guy. Yes, yeah, let them fight, guy. Right? He's yes. The, they have the same last name according to uh, Letterbox, which I don't think ever gets brought up in the movie. But he was kind of cool. <laughs> I like that he was like 
bad boy mech pilot. Like he had like he was like dripped out in the beginning. He had like a yeah. fucking turtleneck yeah, on. Swag. Yeah. yeah. He he was like, what if the Pacific Rim pilots were also Twitch streamers? Like yeah. that, that was that was his whole vibe. Uh, uh. He, he looked like he like smoked cigarettes. Like, like they should have had him, like blasted cigs all the time or some shit. Well, I mean, like the he he actually and, and again we're we're talking about like how the technology seems so ridiculous because mm-hmm. it really is ridiculous to think that like ten years prior in the world of this universe you have Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Cranston uh you know having to say like a tearful goodbye on a helicopter right you know mm-hmm. like that that's that's what's actually taking place now you have like someone who's being uh telepathic piloting around here and um the the way that it's able to work somehow is that he feeds telepathic thoughts into the skull of monster zero which yes, then goes king into yeah king Ghidorah and into then um the actual mecha godzilla which you know i'm not i'm not sh- still sure like how that works mostly that, because I, uh sorry they've sorry actually go ahead. done something similar before in the japanese godzillas in I think Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. They they use King Ghidorah parts because of like the three brands. Like that was like a callback to I, so, uh, I, one of the Heisei movies. And and that that makes all the sense in the world. Like, I'm sure within their own world mm-hmm. building. What I don't get is if Mecha Godzilla is then acting completely rogue and they're not able to control him whatsoever. How in the fuck does spilling the flask actually delay anything I with Mecha Godzilla? That was so dumb. Like, <laughs> like, that, yeah. that, like that, 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 I, I don't want to keep circling back to that point, but that just, oh man, goddamn, it, it was some Scooby Doo shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and they, they built this cool ass set for like the Mecha Godzilla piloting room where he's literally piloting him like in a skull that has these huge neon cables coming out of it, and then they're like, now we have to go to the computer room. Yeah, no, no, we can't do anything here. Uh, wouldn't yeah, because wouldn't severing probably those cables do more good than uh, being in the computer room? Yeah, uh, who the fuck? Yeah, I mean, my god, I wanted to my see god. more of those cables. The power up scene with the whole thing that was tight. That was a cool shot. All the lights going off. The, yeah. This movie used neon in a way that like didn't feel annoying. Like it wasn't like a like a Thor Ragnarok or a Guardians of the Galaxy two where it's it's pointless it felt like oh yeah no godzilla's fighting in tokyo of course there's gonna be neon and like you have these sick ass cables well, it's, it's hong like, kong so it's energy. hong kong oh, come yeah. on now yeah. yeah hong kong we we have to make it as americanized but still foreign as humanly possible That's right. yeah we gotta we, we we gotta make them know that the conflict is between the u.s and china and what better place to, <laughs> to to set the finale in than hong kong where the u.s has this a u.s corporation has this like secret lab that they're building a, a weapon to use against yeah. the, the asian monster godzilla <laughs> godzilla steps on the hong kong protest <laughs> yeah. oh my god that would have been a great little bit if they would just that had been going on just below and then they just get like a, a, a tail just comes out and just swipes like a whole like yeah whole, they're like, like they're like building trebuchets out of home depot parts and then meanwhile like mecha godzilla just like comes through <laughs> i liked the building that they built uh to house mecha godzilla this like fucked up black pyramid it was kind of tight 
Yeah, what what's inside that dark, shady, foreboding pyramid? I don't know, probably something incredibly wholesome and good that that American company has under wraps. Let, let's not ask too many questions about it. God. Yeah, it was a it was a dark uh, Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it was trying to do like an I think it kind of was kind of trying to look like the Blade Runner pyramid or something. I don't know. Hmm. I possibly I mean uh, I, I just realized that we completely skipped over the actual point of like the hollow earth with Kong and that was him getting his oh, yeah. goddamn laser axe that that that's uh that's all basically that was needed for going to the center of the earth because we find out that there was a war that took place uh, a long time ago between Godzilla's and Kong's and uh, it was a long time ago, and it was a war, and that's all we know. And also, here's a cool axe that will come in handy yeah. later. It's a, it's, a, it's his King Arthur moment, I guess. Is, and yes, uh, I loved the Godzilla floor tribal tat that they had in the, yeah. the King Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how just nothing is explained. Like, who built this this uh, throne room? Like, what's like? Just in, none of it is explained. It just yeah. looks badass, and we're just gonna go with that. Yeah, did the yeah. Kongs build it? Like, were the Kongs yeah. actually like Are a super sentient smart? race? Well, or is King Kong like that inbred and stupid now? <laughs> At this point, <laughs> like, like 300 years ago, could all of the Kong speak fluent English? And then they slowly just, you yeah, know, we're going to find out like three movies in that the Kongs built the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just you just the, the series just goes full like like uh, Orientalism. Like <laughs> I would love if this movie jumps both the or the Orientalism shark and then also like the conspiracy brain shark. I want them to go to like the moon base or some shit. Oh my god! Uh, please, Kong on the moon. Let's do it. What hollow moon? Let's go. Yes. It's an egg. It's an <laughs> egg, and there's a giant kaiju. Yes, uh, that was they're like you know. So that's where they get space Godzilla or some shit. Like oh fuck yeah yeah oh man. See we're we're pitching way better sequels than we will ever get. Unfortunately, yeah. I think we're, <laughs> we're getting we're getting like a shitty Godzilla movie and a shitty King Kong movie. Probably like we're gonna get like. Probably like a Kong proof. Where do they go from here? Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a real question. I think because you know they kind of fought to a standstill. So then I think uh, uh, Kong is probably going to go hang out in the Hollow Earth. So who knows what crazy IP legendary pictures will put together in that writer's room? Godzilla's going to go try and be like loving stepdad to that Mothra egg that kept getting mentioned uh, time and time again in this movie. So, oh, did it? I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was like one of the podcast episodes that was in uh, both the Monarch base uh, uh, area, uh, like reference was on the screen, and then also in Apex. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, Mothra is coming back, baby, somehow. That's I, cool. I, I, I fuck know. with Mothra. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that honestly, my favorite part of Godzilla King of the Monsters. Which is again a high bar to clear for that particular movie, um, but okay. So uh, Kong has the axe. He then climbs up the hole. The Godzilla has fucking drilled a, a hole to the center of the Earth using his atomic breath because Godzilla is is God for uh, all intents and purposes. Uh, Kong and Godzilla fight in Hong Kong. That's where the bisexual lighting joke that everyone I think has already made on Twitter, yes. right, uh, has taken place. There was 
there was a lot of pointless neon, but this felt like the least pointless because it was actually like something that exists in real life. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, why the fuck did they put the neon strips on the like skull crawler container? Like, what was the point of that? <laughs> no one is sick. ever going to see that. It that, needs you know to what? look cool. Okay, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I also like. I don't think we've touched on it yet, but I, I, I really enjoyed like how how the score fit the action scenes. Like it oh, was yeah. this sort of like like pulsing techno type vibe to you, it. You know that, who you can credit with that. Uh, Junkie XL, the person who did the score for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Congratulations. Oh, of course. Hell yeah. He did the Wonder Woman theme, which fucks. I'll fuck with the Wonder Woman theme. He did. I think he helped write the Superman theme as well. Yeah. My, my biggest claim to fame with Junkie XL is that he did a little less conversation, that Elvis Presley remix. And then also he did like the score for uh, Madden 15. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right up my alley. That's, that's, a, that, that's some pedigree right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe in Zack Snyder, Madden, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, let, let's let's uh, <laughs> add some of this. But, I'm glad um, that they didn't do like a, a shitty remix of the Godzilla theme like they did in the previous one. Yeah. Where they yeah. had him coming in with like a, it was like a, a modernized version of the Godzilla theme set to like f f fucking 16's flanking godzilla making him seem like a real american hero for some <laughs> reason yeah yeah when godzilla and kong fought in hong kong that is when i really kind of started being like well i i'm enjoying this movie like all this dumb pointless bullshit is finally worth something now because watching them go at it like pro wrestlers where Godzilla is throwing Kong yeah. into buildings. Kong is climbing up buildings. He's getting fucking lasered and trying to duck and cover. I mean, it was insane uh, to, to watch them fight. It felt so visceral and real. That axe was too OP. That axe was yeah, too yeah. OP. It's amazing that uh, Kong's secret weapon was one of Godzilla's dorsal pl- fins or plates or whatever. Like. Oh yeah, fuck! That's yeah. what it was. Okay, I thought it was like the weird floaty no, metal. No, I, I mean, shit. like it makes it really macabre when you think about it. like that's one of Godzilla's ancestors that Kong is using yeah. to supercharge uh, and then uh, beat a motherfucker with. Yeah, so. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that, but it, it does make a lot of sense because then it would be able to hold the Godzilla <laughs> nuclear like power within yep. to to unleash. Yeah, I like, I like the the nice effects that they, they they made the the breath a lot quicker than in other movies oh yeah it was, it was nice. where it, I like it doesn't take 90 seconds of wind up uh at all yeah yeah i, I mean which is it's cool when it's in the japanese movies because everything <laughs> takes 90 seconds but then it's like if we're gonna have these quick-ass american movies like give me that quick wind now up, we say like, quick-ass american movies this film had a runtime of like two hours it could have easily been 90 minutes maybe even 85 i think if uh if we were to cut out yeah all the pointlessness of it um but yeah it makes sense so uh kong and godzilla mm-hmm. fight again uh kong is declared the winner pr- uh, a little too early uh, uh, there's that line like, looks like round two goes to Kong, and then Godzilla fucking slides his yeah, toe right into Kong's chest. 
and just <laughs> fucking marks him. Uh, I, I thought that that was cool. It gets pretty uh, brutal for Kong there. Like he gets his his shoulder dislocated. Like oh he, yeah, he just gets his chest ripped up. Yeah. Like it's. It's pretty like there. There's some like visceral, uh, you know, you know, like tangible damage to Kong. You can see on screen. Yeah, he he is not looking good <laughs> uh, for for large portions of this. And then that's when, of course, uh, we get the whole like, oh, his heart is slowing down. Oh no, what what do we possibly have that could act like a giant bomb that would restart his heart? Oh, this heave device. Oh, <laughs> that's the one fucking plot device any of those movies have where it's like we got to restart the heart of yeah these and, and i mean i don't get it honestly like how in the fuck do they know how to operate a heave to act like a giant bomb they just found out what the fuck a heave was yeah. like a day ago yeah they, they did that same shit where they're like we're gonna nuke godzilla and it's like I'm tired of it. Like, just let the kaijus do the kaiju shit. Like, stop letting the humans get involved. It's boring. Yeah, it isn't what the people want. For God's sakes, come on now. Yeah, this is not. Uh-huh. This is not film kino. We don't care about the fucking character arcs or development or any of that shit. No, like we want, like we want as much of the runtime possible. Is giant kaijus fighting and. Like there, exactly. there, there should be no other, anyone making these movies. There should be no other thing they should like be thinking about going in, in like in terms of just they, they should be their, their perspective should be just as getting as much monster action as possible on screen. Um, yeah, I, I, I legitimately mean absolutely. This. like a one to one of monster fighting to everything else. Not 20 minutes of your two hour movie is monster fighting one hour of monster mm-hmm. fighting for one hour uh, of all of the other bullshit that you're going to put us through. Absolutely. Especially because they don't know how to do good human shit. Like the, the Japanese figured it out, which is you just have to like rip off other yeah. good movies. And, like. and also letting scenes breathe. That's what they do in the Japanese movies. Yeah, Instead of what happens here all throughout the fucking third act, uh, which is when you're finally getting into watching Kong and Godzilla teaming up against Mecha Godzilla, and it cuts away to Millie Bobby Brown every <laughs> 45 seconds. <laughs> I do not give a oh single shit about this. I don't give a fuck about the deaf kid. I just want to watch the the monsters fight each other. I just I just want to watch them team up because exactly. we, we've had we've had them sort of Kong and Godzilla being manipulated for the human's own ends, but to just see them like put aside all that and team up to, to fight the, the greater evil. Like that was, that that was one of the biggest fuck. Yeah. moments like of uh, at the movies this year, at least. I'm glad that they didn't take the, their sweet ass time with it. They were just like, the deaf girl was just like, she threw up her gang (laughs) signs and she's like, no, we're cool with Godzilla now. And then Kong was like, all right, I guess, like, let's fuck up this yeah, robot. That, my question, and maybe, you know, Cole, you, you can help me out here. Griff, do you as well, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and why didn't Godzilla do his energy pulse move from King of the Monsters? Do you remember that? Uh, he was charged up with the he was okay, charged so, up with the nuke, okay, so he could only okay, do it once. It. Yeah. I was just waiting for that. I was like, oh, well, I mean, this could be a game that's, over. That's a reference to... To uh, the last in the Heisei series, the uh, versus Destroya, which is really good. It's basically like Aliens meets Godzilla. It's tight as fuck. fuck. And 
Yeah, he he's charged up with the nuke, and that's okay, why. Okay, well, then I, I guess I will forgive the movie for that. The entire time I thought, like, oh, well, Godzilla isn't even in, like, in full-blown desperation mode because he's not doing this this power move yet. And so then when I see Mechagodzilla really just fucking beat the hell out of regular Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was very confused. <laughs> like, I understand Kong took a lot out of Godzilla, but my God, just I, I was not ready for watching Godzilla getting thrown into buildings and shit. That that was some... Yeah. God, they fucked him <laughs> up so hard. In this movie. I was... <laughs> I almost had to put on Marvin's room again. I was like, come on. It's not fair. He just wants to help. Come on now. Oh. Um, and of course that's then when we get the the whole uh the the flask spills, which creates a two second delay. Which fucking I, again, I don't know. The humans in this movie are pointless. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And they, they straight up give that guy a brain damage. Like they killed that guy. <laughs> They killed that Japanese guy. He is going to be a vegetable for the rest of his Watch life. Watch him just be fine in the next movie. Being like, well, actually. I mean, I hope so, because it would be cool because we get him. I want more shots of him being swagged out. Like they should just <laughs> if they're going to do human shit, make everyone just act cool constantly. Like make everyone act like they're in the Matrix. or something. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that I think is the uh, the action plan. Just ha- have him come back in like the next one. He's got some like uh, chemical or like electricity burns on him. Like he's he, he's the he, he, he he's uh, out. He's out for revenge. He dyes part of his hair red or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's maybe got like bones, bone fragments of the Ghidorah skull like injected into his <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah. Like electricity, like merged his brain with the consciousness so he can like talk to the kaijus and oh fuck now we're just creating charlie day's character from pacific rim 2 <laughs> oh shit like that, that, oh, no. that's yeah. actually all we've done is... yeah but he's goth oh okay i get it i much cooler um yeah he's, he's wearing eyeliner now <laughs> <laughs> um i probably one of my favorite scenes about watching like godzilla and kong Fight is when they team up and uh, the the finisher really of Godzilla supercharging Kong's axe and then mm-hmm. allowing just that was some galaxy brain shit. Yeah, that, that really was <laughs> like I'm gonna trust this guy. Uh, oh my god, thank thank God he's fucking up that robot because Kong really just kind of demolishes Mecha Godzilla with ease with that with that mm-hmm. uh, axe once he gets rocking and rolling with it, you know. Uh, that axe is too OP. They better get rid of that shit. The next movie, they, <laughs> yeah. they better not. Not if we want to see him fight the Moon Egg or whatever the fuck. Okay, if he's fighting the Moon Egg, then he can get the axe. In fact, give him a whole suit of Godzilla yeah. armor. Godzilla. Yeah, I was gonna say Godzilla gives him like uh, all of his extra dorsal plates that are at the ocean's floor, so he can make uh, a whole bunch of ammo. Kong can fire out dorsal fin bullets <laughs> now. <laughs> so. That would rule. Yeah. I, I feel like it's King, King Kong with a gun would whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that would oh that'd be so based. <laughs> That's just what the next movie's got to be called: is King Kong with a gun. <laughs> I love the direction this franchise is taken. <laughs> that would do Wake, fucking wakes numbers. Up, like <laughs> wakes up, scratches his ass, empties a full clip into the wall. <laughs> fires a few shots in the air to lower the property value in Skull Island. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I love it. I love it. So uh, actually, yeah, they got to gentrify Skull Island too. I want to see the Skull Island McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Kaiju burgers probably would be a thing that could exist. So they'd have some like organic seaweed, uh, like <laughs> like pop up shop or something. <laughs> yeah. For one uh, day only. Smaller shish kebabs. Oh fuck! <laughs> I could I could get with that. I could. Oh man, some fried skull crawler. Uh, that that sounds amazing right now. Uh, so yeah, uh, I guess the movie then kind of like ends after they destroy Mecha Godzilla, because yeah. they're like, well, I guess we can be friends. Godzilla goes back into the oceans. Kong goes uh, into the hollow earth, and so. Then the the movie wraps up super fast because they know we are not here for the human characters. We do not give yeah, a single no fuck. There's no end credit scene bullshit. Uh, there's no like it doesn't even have in the previous one, which I didn't hate. Was like the little like lore drops at the end. Here's something fun for you, Cole. Uh, you know that the very last scene where Kong, you see him in the Hollow Earth and he's beating his chest. Yes, and all that that yes. that whole sequence. Uh, uh, that shows the, the monarch base that was going to be an end credit scene, but people thought the movie oh, wrapped shit. up too fast. So they were just like, well, fuck it. We'll put it at the, uh, at the very end okay. of the movie. So I'm okay with that then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed if they wanted to reorder it now, you know, that we've all seen it. So, um, yeah, that, that, that is kind of the movie. We were a little all over the place, but the movie really is only about Godzilla versus Kong. It's not like a whole bunch of other plot points that are important to it. So, um, but yeah, there's that, there's that CEO of apex guy, the like gay Spanish guy that shows up <laughs> for like 20 minutes and dies. <laughs> yeah. He's trying but, to yeah, like, really I no fuck, one. uh, Tarzan the entire time. Like that's, that's his yeah. whole vibe. He, he's about to invite There's Tarzan the, to his thruple after the whole Kong I, thing. I thought that the daughter character was going to like get into a romance. There's no romance, thank God. There's no fucking... I was so happy when, when her uh, pod blew up, dude. Man, that... Oh, she died? Yeah. <laughs> when she died in the... I, I didn't even know she was... I was like... I don't even give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she was like, well, if you even think about trying to make a move, like, we'll kill you all or whatever. Then they start to take off. Kong grabs their pod and he looks inside, sees that the deaf girl isn't inside, and then he crushes it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I did I did pick up on that, but I thought it was only the troops that were on Oh, there. yeah, no, no. She, she's dead as fuck, so congratulations. Damn. Uh, She's gonna get merged with the heave and then she can fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so I mean I guess uh do we have any closing thoughts right now? Because I mean I know the Titan Truth podcast, as we leave the characters, they're about to record like an emergency pod uh with uh <laughs> Ber- Bernie's about to have everyone fucking on to talk about what, what went down. So um Yeah, there's the, the tender re- reunitement with the, the dad character millie bobby brown's dad who thankfully isn't in this movie yeah go go i don't know pitch a friday night lights but the college years sequel or something jesus god i (laughs) yeah such a bland character i could not i could not care less for any of the the individual characters in this movie like absolutely it, it it makes no sense um but uh except for the japanese guy he was tight i was like i want more him <laughs> yeah all the focus was on the wrong characters i think you know absolutely it was like 
this deaf girl that I didn't, I, I was completely zoned out of the movie. So I didn't even put together that she was deaf until 30 minutes in. Well, I mean, like uh, there, there's then, a way that they carry this movie through and it makes sense. And it's like one family and then dealing with trauma. And that's Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen. And then their child, the child then has the connection then with Godzilla and then uh, in Kong Skull Island, you can have the deaf child still exist. But then Aaron Taylor Johnson and his kid meet up with deaf child and then whatever the research lady's name is. And then they're together. Like you streamline. Yeah, they could, they could have cut like four characters out of this movie. They could have cut out like, I mean, Rebecca Hall, even though she's kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> and fucking, I mean, I guess you can keep in the bad girl. You, but she's not really useful in it. No, no. Except for like being down there. You don't need uh, Melly I mean, Bobby Brown's best friend at all. Ex- oh, yeah. No, he was. I did not like him at all. He was annoying. Go go hunt for more um, wilder people, I think. Right. That, yeah. That's where he's from. If I remember that in Deadpool, too. But. Oh, fuck. He was the kid in Deadpool, too. That's what I'd seen him from. He's got a small ass face, like for his head. <laughs> He'll grow into it. Wanna, He'll like, grow into it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what happens with all the New Zealanders. They they end up becoming like six five and jacked at some point in their lives. So oh, it would it would rule if he became the next Rock, <laughs> <laughs> but with a full head of hair, rocking it that, yeah. that look the entire yeah, time. I, like I literally have no memories of Deadpool two besides like just a vague concept of it having a weird looking kid. and he was supposed to be evil or something he was like a school shooter he was going to be evil yeah he was a he was like a super powered school shooter but you know okay usually when we start talking about other movies though it's a good time to to wrap things (laughs) up so uh, absolutely um i'm here's the last question i was going to uh, ask y'all um it's a new thing that i want to ask which is uh Mm -hmm. A two-hour runtime, would this uh, have made the movie better or worse? Now, since this was at two hours, would y'all say that the movie should have been shorter? Or, like, do you want the Snyder cut of Kong to take place and have it be five hours? I I wouldn't say I want a Snyder cut, but I would restructure this movie. I would get rid of all of the Millie Bobby Brown shit. I would keep the podcast guy, maybe just make it like that's his shit. Mm -hmm. And then I would maybe merge the the daughter of the rich guy and the mech pilot into one character yeah 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 specifically maybe maybe have a scene where they exit the hollow earth and then because he has good motivation like godzilla killed his dad basically yep yep uh there is like a whole ass good movie with him in it that just didn't get made so yeah i feel like if they if they focused on him more and then less on all of the like I don't need the shitty Elon Musk guy. I don't need the uh, the New Zealand kid. I don't even really need the deaf kid, but I mean I, <laughs> I, she's sort of essential to the movie that exists. But like just take out like four characters and then yep. restructure the plot around that. And I think you got like a solid, like competent film in there. It, it could and work. lengthen the fights. Make it little just a little bit long. Make every fight as long as the battle carrier fight and more more weird ass camera angles i loved the the pov shot from the fucking f-16 taking off yeah it, it was it was it was a joy to see i think all of those would be big improvements what about you grift what 
Um, I'm, that was that was a pretty damn good rundown. I w- I would say yeah, more monster fights, probably shorter runtime, combine some human characters, um, limit the human characters as much as possible because we do not give a shit about you. We want to yeah. see like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I just I just love all of those like really uh like like the, those those um film review websites that are just all butthurt about the fact that it's like the thing that is revitalizing movies is just a a giant ape and a giant <laughs> lizard punching each other yeah. like it's not we're not we're not here for story we're not here for character development we're not here for like for like emotion no like we're 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 here to watch the monster rumble yeah, <laughs> like, yeah i think people are glad that it wasn't the snyder cut because they didn't want to give like reddit guys just the biggest dub of all time but they're like furious <laughs> that it wasn't black widow they're like fuck <laughs> <laughs> two more months god damn it we could have had black Widow. if we again. had only stayed hashtag still with her then we could have had the uh, black widow carry it home but unfortunately yeah. not so uh man that movie is gonna be awful no one is going to give a fuck about that movie like yeah i, <laughs> I don't even like scarlett johansson when she's in movies that i like the, yeah for real like the the whole thing with marvel has been them relying on kind of just well there's something new every three months and since it dominates all of our pop culture you, you need to watch it or at least be aware of it if you want I to tweeted about this today but i don't know if you guys realize how many marvel movies are coming out in the next six months yeah it, it's gonna be brutal that and then the it's, tv it's shows and once a month oh. you're gonna have pretty much something oh pump it right into my veins yeah that's exactly until, what i want to be covering december fucking shit is this sort of them kicking yeah. off the next MCU phase? Like they're because I think they're making up for lost time. Yeah. Is, what, is what they're doing because they have they can't they don't want to push back a bunch of the movies that have like post pandemic release dates, but they don't want to, um, like readjust their whole timeline. I feel like one or two of them might get moved to 2020. But they don't want to like do another massive shift like they have, like where they just drop everything down a few months. Yeah, I mean, so they're like trying they're trying to ram out Black Widow as fast as they can, and that sort of has a domino effect where they have to ram out all the other ones because of that. Well, because they that have was- Eternals, they have Shang Chi, they have yep. several that are Spider Man. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, and then there's even other Marvel movies that aren't made by Marvel that are coming out. You got Morbius, you got Venom. Oh, Venom! Let uh, there be carnage. That movie's gonna be sick. Yes, Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Come on now, let's let's get fucking pumped. I hope, they, I hope they bring back Eminem. I want I want another Eminem soundtrack. But yeah, oh, I mean, uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, we 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 need to really be uh, uh, yeah. wrapping this up then before I start thinking about like what the Eminem Carnage song is going to be. So, oh man. <laughs> uh where where can people find you cole uh thank you so much for coming uh, I'm, on i'm on i'm on twitter at uh java underscore jiga uh i'm on letterboxd at netscape underscore negro i think uh hell yeah and that's pretty much it yeah awesome awesome grift where can people find you uh the handle is always uh grift shop uh the o is a zero and the merch site uh is grift.shop as you're probably aware 
And thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Really, you know, taking oh, as, as uh, always. I'm 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 looking forward to more ad reads because uh, I think I think we got a really really strong uh, really sh- we, we 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 picked up a strong endorsement here. So yeah. <laughs> absolutely, the the, 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 the pod is going to be well funded for uh, for many many episodes to come. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, then I guess uh, also go ahead and follow the show on Twitter and Letterbox at Gigo Podcast. Uh, G-I-G-O podcast and then uh, for me you know uh, I I hate to say it, just follow me I guess on TikTok that seems to just be where uh, <laughs> that's, that's where you got the clout <laughs> yeah apparently fuck this 24,000 <laughs> followers now fuck me whatever uh, throw, up, throw up the TikTok I'll sub right now <laughs> it's uh, at sex confetti there we go that, that's right oh hell yeah it's, it's all robot chicken clips gonna ride that wave until I run out of robot chicken clips and then uh, we're gonna start doing uh maybe some clips of this podcast uh using live on tiktok because uh fuck it why not (laughs) fuck it we'll do it live yeah exactly exactly well until uh next time y'all deuces Peace. peace